welcome to Teachers Supporting Teachers podcast. My name is Narelle Lemon. I'm an Associate Professor in Education at Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, and I'm also the Creative Director of Explore and Create Co. Welcome to this summer series. It's January 2021. And in this summer series, we're going to produce some mini episodes with Ruby and Alan, who have just graduated from their education degrees. And we're talking all things self-care. We talk openly, honestly, and with a vulnerability that might help you as much as it's helped us. We provide solutions, options, and unpack many of those often not talked about situations and pressure points of becoming a teacher. Enjoy this summer series. of our summer series and in this episode Ruby, Ellen and I talk about prac or um, professional experience and particularly focusing on the final prac of a degree and we talk about prac during COVID times and some of the changes and the adaptions that have occurred and what this means from the student perspective or the education student perspective and we talk about this in relation to tick a box and that feeling of sadness and missing out on the opportunity to grow professionally versus those critical moments of growth and those aha moments that have occurred when you go back and reflect on past professional experiences and how you've grown. What I also love about this episode is we talk about relationships and relationship buildings and building and how this can look different in different circumstances and different contexts and how this can help with our self-care, but also how it helps with our development and identity as a teacher as well. So enjoy this episode with Ruby and Ellen as they unpack nicely, honestly and openly with you all about how they've approached their final professional experience. So tell me about um, final prac. Your <laughs> as as Ruby Billy's head explodes, going, oh well, that was yeah. Because final prac, I've known you guys for a couple of years now, and I've seen you grow and develop and final prac anticipation was very much there and like oh this is amazing because you guys would have had six weeks yeah 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 which is a juicy period of time Mm -hmm. with a mentor in a school um final prac before graduation often centered around those assumptions that it is um, one of your best contact points in terms of getting a job or networking to find someone else sees you who they go oh hey you got to check out this job here so there's you know it's quite loaded in quite a lot of ways and it's also a super exciting period of time because you get to showcase who you are and you keep learning and all those sorts of things so 2020 had it looking very different, which brought up a whole heap of another layer of stress points as well. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about um, 
because you would have had PRAC, you would have had a school allocated, and then COVID came, schools shut down, many schools either cancelled, postponed, or shifted to remote. What happened for each of you? What was the scenario that occurred for you guys? Well, I was placed at a school near Shepparton. Near, it's called Nathalia. Um, so it's like really remote country town. Most kids are like live on farms. So they're not that, um, it wasn't quite shocking to them to be isolated because they live so far apart from each other. Um, and the community was interesting because they'd already utilised technology to communicate with each other like already like already it was already a thing yeah um as opposed to schools down here where everyone's so close together um so I had two weeks there um I think I, I team taught a little bit I didn't have my own class I found it really difficult because I couldn't build any kind of proper relationships with the kids and that's kind of my bread and butter I, that's how I, I do my job so I relationships. so it was a struggle but um just learning how to do like remote learning and the breakout things and um seeing how many kids actually rock up to class <laughs> um which is surprisingly a lot of kids up in the country do tune in it's probably because they're not that like it's not a big shock to them to do it online already um but yeah just the whole relationship thing I just found really difficult um even with the staff I got along with my mentor really well she was actually she's actually from like where I live she went to my high school so that was like a weird <laughs> six degrees of separation. um so that was nice but yeah she and I feel like she saw in me that I was capable yeah because she was like you know I'm, I'll like give me your email and I'll um I'll give you all these people that I know down on the peninsula and we'll get you a job so she was really nice in that aspect but yeah the the relationship thing and how to, trying to like <laughs> teach content to kids that you just don't know and you don't, and I didn't really know their abilities either it's not just about yeah. like who they are as people but like I didn't know their reading level or you know just if they were going to pay attention or not or any of that I find it really found it really difficult but I did a lot of observation um, and then, yeah, it kind of all came to a halt and finished and that was it. And yeah. goodbye for my mentor. And I've spoken to her a couple of times since, but, yeah, it was very weird. But I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Gratitude. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> it was it's, di it's different in the remote versus face-to-face. -face. It just changed, yeah. changed everything. And I know you yeah. just mentioned, before we move on to you, Alan, but Ruby, you mentioned about um, making connections face-to-face -face is kind of like your bread and butter. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think we love about teaching and mm -hmm. particularly when we get to do it in that real-life face-to-face scenario. Yeah. And having to all of a sudden think about how you do it digitally and remotely and went so fast too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it had to be like one class. Okay, everyone. Hello, this is me. Let's go. Like that yeah. was it. Yeah. 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 So were there things that you did over time, Ruby, that helped you? Well, I was only there for like 10 days. So like kind of. And there were some classes where the kids would come in and it was more like they weren't doing any weren't doing any work, but they'd come in and have a chat to their teacher. And they'd ask them, what did you do this weekend? Or what have you got planned tonight? Or 
how are the chooks going or how are the cows going or it was funny so it was in those kind of moments where I got to know how, like who they were and what their interests were and what they liked and so it, there was some instances where I got to do that but and that's where when I feel like I can make those connections um but yeah I feel like the school is so tight-knit the school that I was at when I attended parent-teacher interviews like parents and the teachers called each other by their first name asked asked like oh how is your puppy going they they already knew each other very well so I feel like maybe if I was at another school I would have maybe learned a few different strategies to kind of build relationships online quickly but I feel like they already knew each other very well so (laughs) there there was no kind of like um two truths and a lie or like you know what I mean that there was no kind of introductory get to know you thing because they were all yeah they were all so close already it was weird but it was good Mm. Mm. good observation nice nice observation Mm. and yeah that um yeah how yeah how do you do it in a small short a a small period of time I struggled struggled yeah 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 Alan, how about you? Um, I got placed to school really close to me in Mitcham. Um, and on the first day, my teacher was, my mentor was like, oh, just letting you know, I'm actually not a humanities teacher. I'm a science teacher, science maths teacher. And I was like, oh, that's because well, I'm humanities. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be different. She said, but I've got a year seven class that I do. um, humanities with so you can just take the reins and go for your life because she reckons she just reads the book beforehand and teaches them on the fly so she (laughs) it was just in one of those allocations that she just got given and she just had to roll with it so she you know she said she she felt felt bad because there was all these teachers trying to get through and it's your last year and I want to like I just want to give people the opportunity which I really really appreciated um so yeah I had year sevens for humanities and pretty much hit the ground running. I had one, I observed one class where they had a coot, so I wasn't even um, doing, like I just was playing the game with them. And I actually think I won. And all the kids were like, what, miss, you won the coot? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just basically, she just said, these are the points you have to cover. Just do it however you want. So I, I just followed how she'd previously done it, which was kind of, sad in a way because I didn't really get to add like my own flair to it um and same thing with Ruby like the connections like you don't know what the students like none of the assignments had their cameras on like it was just blank screens and I'm like does everyone understand that and I get like thumbs up emojis and um but the school had a huge focus I went to a few staff meetings and stuff and um, met with some teacher aides and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, they had a huge focus on mental health. They were getting a lot of feedback from parents and students that their kids were just not coping. Um, so I wasn't able to, well, they, my mentor told me not to give them any homework. She didn't want them to like be overwhelmed, especially the year sevens who had six weeks face-to-face contacts. So they, yeah, didn't even know how high school works before. Yeah, it just was bizarre. So they had a huge focus on mental health and each teacher was given like a dozen students that they had to do weekly check-ins with, um, which I really thought was really interesting. I, I wonder 
in hindsight now I'm like I wonder if they continued that on like through the rest mm-hmm. of the year I don't know whether it was more like a novelty thing or um because I think the students really appreciated it like the ones that I sat in with my mentor with the senior kids um yeah I think they it, they really appreciated just being able to sit and talk with the teacher like a real person mm-hmm. um so yeah it was like same as what Ruby said like it was just over so quickly. Yeah. It was just bizarre. And I ended up coming back the week after for parent-teacher interviews as well. Yeah. She said, you know, you're more than welcome to come back and just sit, on and sit in on them and stuff. Um, and same thing, like, they all, they all know each other. She, she seemed like she'd been around there for a while. Yeah. So she was, they were, she was teaching a lot of, like, the younger siblings of t- kids that yeah. she'd already taught and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was definitely interesting. And I did have high hopes of it and I think the school was really great like I did I did end up sending her my CV and everything and said you know if you need if you have any positions you're more than grateful for you to put me forward for it um but yeah it was just a bit of like a eh, at the end of the day like it felt like we spoke about this it just felt like we were ticking a box at the end of the day like they were just trying to push us through get us done, tick all the boxes, even our like graduate folio, we were able to use past evidence for um, our folios, which like I didn't mind it, you know, we 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 had plenty of stuff, but it was kind of like having to dig up all the stuff from two years prior and, you know, our first placement when we had no idea what we were doing, you know, we're like using it. It's interesting though, looking back at notes that we take, that we take in and going, oh, yeah, that means that. Yeah, it put like a whole new, like it was a very weird, like deep learning experience because we were like looking back at stuff that we'd experienced yeah. two years ago yeah. and going, oh, that's formative assessment, or like I use that to inform my teaching. And yes. at the time, you're like, I was doing a quiz because I wanted to yeah. do a quiz. Yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah. And even like using past evidence, we were able to rewrite reflections, mm. um, and I think that really, you know our assessors wouldn't have seen it but personally we were able to rewrite it and show we could physically see our growth from our old reflections to our new reflections and um you know all the terminology we'd picked up and all the yeah teaching strategies we'd picked up that um we didn't necessarily get to implement um yes but yeah we will we will Yeah, it was future goals, right? You've got this like massive toolbox of resources where you're like, I can't wait to try these. These are just yeah, hanging out there. And I love that point that you've raised because then it's like in all honesty, there is a huge tension this year between yes, ticker box, I have to meet the minimum requirements, and what was what did that look like as uni schools everyone negotiated and navigated what changing, you know, things that changed, it felt like they changed, you know, three times a day um, Mm. for what it would like versus, um, you know, I think, you know, when you guys talked about going back and looking on past evidence of your practice to meet the the teaching standards and going, oh, that's what that means and, oh, that's good, like that celebration moment in your growth and your understanding and your knowledge is, and you guys, you know, you you were quite excited as you were sharing that and it's like, yeah, that's a mega high five moment in the monks of a lot of 
crap if we talk yeah. about it honestly because it was just so much change and so mm. draining yeah yeah it definitely was so like the rate at which like remember when we first did like lesson plans yes and we were like how the hell do we do lesson plans and then in our last pack I was just like the yeah put it it's done yeah like it was so it came so easy and like I mean, all the mentors we've had have just been like, who d- who does lesson plans? I feel like as well with the lesson plan thing, at the start I'm like, yeah, make all your lesson plans at the start of the term and then do them all. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, that's not how it works because you have different abilities. You, have, you, you do an activity and you go, no, they need three lessons to do this activity, not one. Yeah. Or you have a kid that is at a different reading level, you've got to change the whole thing. Or you've yeah. got one thing like that I had in Malaysia was when I got them to do that creative writing thing mm. and we got them back and you helped me mark them yeah. and all their tense was wrong. Yeah. So like, instead of saying is, it was was yeah. or like have had. And they loved commas. Every single commas <laughs> all the time. So then, so then, then after yeah. that, I was like, okay, I'm going to make like two lessons about tense. Yeah. So like making all your lesson plans at the start is not, it's kind of it doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to do it on the fly. You've got yeah. to be willing to improvise. You can have like a skeleton of what you're going to cover, but yeah, yeah life happens and kids happen and, mm. you know, kids happen. Birthdays <laughs> happen and like, yeah, yeah for sure. You know, roll with punches. Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah, nice, nice point. of our summer series in Teachers Supporting Teachers podcast with a lot of key moments shared by Ruby and Ellen about professional experience, relationships, finding yourself, developing your identity, but also that place of relationships and how complex they are, but also how critical they are, not only to your professional development, but also to your sense of belonging and your sense of self as well. So I hope there's been lots of different strategies, different approaches and different practices that have been sparked for you as Ruby and Alan have shared in this episode. If this episode has sparked ideas, provided comfort, has supported you in your professional growth, I'd love for you to take a moment to leave a review. You may also like to share what has inspired you on social media, and I invite you to do this with the hashtag Teachers Supporting Teachers. To access this episode, as well as other episodes as a part of Series 1 and 2, and also this summer series, feel free to connect on the web at www.exploreandcreateco.com or on social media via Twitter or Instagram at RallyPops. I want to say thank you to Magnus Mooney for the music and thank you also to my guests Ruby and Alan for their contribution to this summer series of Teachers Supporting Teachers. Thank you.